Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Chronicles of Mister. I'm Mister Pierre, and I'm so pleased to be joined by uh, a good friend of a friend of a friend, somebody who knows somebody, and that is Dr. Cynthia McRae. Mister McRae, Dr. McRae, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. I appreciate the invitation. So ple- oh, so pleased to have you. I'm really looking forward to this conversation because the mutual that we uh, we know of, one Dr. Harris, uh, introduced us and. Part of the reason for having this podcast is for educators to be able to gain information and do what they will with that. I know for myself as an educator starting off uh, down in Georgia, if there were some things that I knew earlier on, I think some choices that I would have made would have been different. And so the conversation that we're going to have today is not only beneficial for for educators, but for the kiddos who are going to be in front of those educators. So I'm really pleased to be able to have this conversation with you. Absolutely. So if we can start off, um, I know that you are, you're down in Georgia, but how did you get into education? So I, um, I attended Albany State University, and I graduated in 1993 with a bachelor's degree in middle grades education. Okay. Um, actually, I feel that I had no option about what my major was going to be um, because both of my parents were educators. So growing up in a house um, where you saw educators and the impact they made on students, uh, it was one of those uh, where I knew I wanted to be just like them. And and I don't say that lightly. I I truly Hmm. meant that. um, The impact that my parents had on so many hundreds and thousands of kids. So I pursued education and graduated from Albany State in 1993 and uh, went to Glenn County School. Uh, system in Brunswick, Georgia. I worked there two years before transitioning to Metro Atlanta, Henry County, uh, where I have actually been here for 28 years. Um, And so I've been a teacher. I was a teacher for 14 years, um, an assistant principal, only a year and a half. I tell people, you know, my, my route in leadership was quickly because typically you want to be an AP three to five years, but um, I moved up quickly. Sometimes that's not always a good thing because I had to bump my head a few times as a principal, uh, but that was okay because that's how I learned a lot and I grew a lot. Um, I was a principal for 10 years, both middle and elementary school. And um, then I moved to the district office and I've been the leader, the director of leadership development for the last five years in uh, Henry County. So you, you, you've seen the spectrum of education of knowing from being a kiddo yourself, seeing, uh, as you mentioned, both your parents be an educators and then coming up, as you will, knowing that this was your calling, this is what you wanted to do and pursue, and then from there, move on and on and on. Um, part of the conversation that I want to have today is that going to college is fantastic, but is that the only route? Is that the only option that our kiddos have? Not at all. Um, as you said, you know, going to college is um, extremely important, and, and for me, I'm really pro- um, college. And I'd say that because I know there are so many other avenues, but I always tell people, you one thing people can't take from you is your education. Mm-hmm. And so with that education and that degree, if you have that, even if you pursue something else, you can always fall back on that. But there are definitely other alternatives um, for education. And it's not just for people who, you know, you hear often parents and students will say, Um, I don't think I'm just fit, you know, for college. It doesn't have to be that you're not fit for college. You may just have another calling or you may just have another path. And I'll talk briefly about pathways in a few minutes. Um, But of course, we all know, you know, the um, the military is an option. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, where will we be without the men and women who served our country? So if you are in the armed forces and you're listening to this, thank you very much for um, for the service that you've given to our country. Um, so military is definitely uh, one route, but there's also other routes. And, um, you know, briefly just to, you know, because it's so many, but if you're thinking about, you know, a technical school or vocational yeah. is what we used to call it growing up. Yeah. Same. And, um, you know, <laughs> It's, it's so much you can do in the technical world. Um, in Henry County, more specifically, we have a, um, an academy of advanced studies, and it's an alternative route for students. They'll take some of their courses at their traditional high school, and then they go to the academy where we have pathways. And many districts, if not all, they offer these pathways. So I do encourage anyone and everyone to to research that in your own school district and learn about alternative pathways. Um, we have transportation, we have welding, we have cosmo, um, cosmetology, uh, we have yep. EMT. Yes. And I mean, those are, I was talking to someone who worked at Academy of Advanced Study last, a couple of weeks ago. And with the EMT, once a student completes that one year of the EMT pathway, they go off site to take that uh, certification and they can be certified. They there can actually is. graduate at 18 years old. I mean, possibly making $70,000. Yeah. I'm sorry. Say, say that one more time for the yeah, folks in the back. That's what I said when she told me that. I said, Did you say $70,000? She's like, Yes. And then, you know, with welding, it's, it's very similar, automotive. Mm -hmm. Yep. So there are so many other pathways, you know, other than just the traditional college. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that because there are several kiddos who I've, I teach predominantly kiddos who are in the middle grade. So they leave middle school, eighth grade, and they go off to high school. But there are several kiddos who even by eighth grade, know, know they know, Hey, I really like cars. I'm really into cars. I'd like to work on auto automobiles, whether that be a technician of some sort. And for me, being a middle grades teacher, I once they leave the school that I'm in, I'm like, yeah. you're a bird, go fly away. But to be able to say to a kid, like, hey, research this, here are these total programs that you can do, such like you mentioned, um, that, as you said, a kiddo could be 18, graduating from high school, finish a certification, earn, excuse me, earn that certification and be earning 70 plus, if not more, depending on whatever trade that they uh, they go into is, is, is information and knowledge that I hope more will be able to say to our kids so that, as you mentioned, having a degree for your degree is fantastic. However, mm -hmm. if you know that you have a different route that you're interested in, I think the more, you know, the better you're able to then come to a, a decision that a knowledgeable decision rather than feeling as if I only have this one choice or this one option. Absolutely. And you know, um, you, you talked about middle school, I think in middle school is where it starts. Mm -hmm. I think students need to, it, it's not that we're forcing them to choose their career too early, but at least know your path because a lot of the pathways will begin in ninth grade. And honestly, it depends on your district because sometimes they begin in eighth grade that, you know, that eighth grade year, you know, now students can earn. I know in Henry County, you can, when you leave middle school, you can, you could have earned four high school credits um, in Spanish and algebra, physical science and honors English. Those are the four uh, courses that we offer. And so if you think of, 
you know, students who are taking those courses, once they get to high school, that gives them a little more room to take additional Mm. courses. But if you know in eighth grade, at least the direction that you want to go Mm -hmm. and, you know, that kind of gives you, to me, it kind of gives students an opportunity to, um, to, to practice, I guess you would say in that career to determine if that's truly what they want to do before making that decision and going on to college, because you may decide this is really what I want to do, or you may decide this is not what I want to do and doing it through your ninth through 12th grade. One is free. And two, again, it gives you that opportunity to, to look and determine, is this really what I want to do? Yeah. I, I love to hear it. I love to hear it. Yeah. Being down in Ostella Marietta with uh, Dr. Harris in the past, um, mm-hmm. looking back, I wish this is something that I looked more into to be able to say to kiddos like, hey, get on this now while you're in the sixth, seventh, eighth grade. So that, as you said, if, once you get to high school, you can try a couple things out, go test the, test the waters, if you will, before you have That's to then exactly right. have to pay <laughs> um, exactly. later on. Because, oh, you know, and, and we, we push it. Yeah, we, we push this when it comes to dual enrollment, because I think mm. that's important, too. So you have students graduating from high school, but they also graduate and they'll have like an associate's degree. But mm. why not push it the other way? You know, because, again, you and, and what we've done in Henry is um, we've marketed with some of the major corporations. And, and I was speaking to them and I said, we need to pull that data to see how many students have graduated um, through the academy and have gone on to pursue those technical careers so that when we go and market our school, we can say to these companies, this is what we're producing. But again, if you think of a seventh or an eighth grader that you know, like you just stated, that's very interested in um and automotive or, you know, welding or girls who are extremely interested in the hair, um, they can earn certification. They can earn a shampoo certification by 11th grade because it's a 1.5 year program. So they start their 10th grade year. They take those courses 10th grade and by first semester 11th grade, you can be shampoo certified and go work, you know, in a salon. So there are so many other opportunities out there. You do the research, you talk to yeah. the right people. And, and as I stated, it's out there in every district. It's just, you have to, you know, you have to make sure you connect with the right people and learn what's out there, what other opportunities. Um, and of course, equity, we definitely want to make sure mm-hmm. that everybody knows these mm-hmm. opportunities, not just people that go to certain schools or live at certain addresses. We want yes. everyone to be um, aware of these opportunities and have access to these opportunities. So if there's a person, if there's a kiddo who's listening to this, maybe there are two, what should be, what is it that they should be Googling to say, all right, this is what I need to research so I can find out whether or not the county or the district that I'm in offers mm-hmm. these, these, uh, these uh, certifications and these pathways that you mentioned? So honestly, I would seek the Googling is great. Like you said, they're their own school district, but really you can go to the counselor. Um, the counselors are hired for, you know, <laughs> situations, you know, such as this um, and go have a very yeah. honest conversation with your counselor and just say, you know, this is what I'm pursuing or this is what I'm considering. 
what should be my next step? And your counselor should definitely guide you, especially if you're in high school. Hopefully you already know about the opportunities. Um, But if you don't, definitely go to your counselor. And, um, you know, hopefully and prayerfully, they'll just tell you all the information. But if not, push back because they have the information. And we want to make sure that they share the information again with, with you as well as all students. But don't wait to high school. If you're in middle school, start having those conversations too. talk to your parents. Yeah. Another thing you can even Google um, to see your connection. Like if you look at your school web page and you go into non-traditional school because they have traditional and then they have non-traditional depend on how your web page is set up. Yeah. But it also will give you a list of colleges and technical schools that have partnered with your school district. So if you were to go on Henry County's website, you would see Clayton State. Um, you would see uh, other colleges that are connected with dual enrollment. But then you'll see Southern Crescent because that's our technical route. And okay. so just having that at your fingertips, you know, go on to your website and see what other colleges or um, technical schools are connected or that have partnership with your school district. And if they have a partnership, I guarantee you there's a pathway. And so that's when you go to your counselor and you, you know, you seek that information. Excellent. Excellent. So go speak to someone. First and foremost should be the counselor. Secondly, Mm -hmm. go to your school's website to see who they are partnered with in terms of the universities and colleges. And then the third, if all else fails, there's uh, the internet where you can go Google and find uh, those routes that you can, can follow. Excellent. Excellent. Mm-hmm. No, if we could pivot just for a moment, um, knowing that you knew from the jump that you wanted to get an education, what sort of inspires you to stay in this? Because so many nowadays are choosing to exit for whatever reason, no shade to them whatsoever, but what inspires you to stay within this work? So, you know, I, a little about my job, I train teachers who aspire to be leaders Mm-hmm. And I also coach and work with new principals and new assistant principals. So that's the work that I've been um, doing for the last four or five years. So with that being said, one thing I I teach them and I live by is follow your passion, not a position. So even when you're pursuing, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just needed that to wash over me and let that marinate for a bit. Say it one more time. Yes. Follow your passion, not a position. Follow your passion, not a mm-hmm. position. Because a lot of times people will say, when it, even in my cohort, I'll ask them, so what do you want to be when you grow up? Well, I want to be an assistant principal. Well, I want to be a principal or I want to be a district leader. And, but, you know, a lot of people want to be uh, assistant principals and principals and they love teaching. They are amazing teachers and they are great at teaching other teachers. And it's, but, so you realize once you leave this, you know, cause there are other ways you can, you know, still be leaders, but stay in the classroom. But once you leave that and you're an, an administrator, you're now not able to teach as, as much as you're, you're teaching now. And so they start thinking about that or they decide they want to take a you know position at a district office at the district office. And then they realize I really miss being around the children. So I tell them all the time, you know, don't focus on the salary because then you're chasing the position. 
you can work and you can go to work and make lots of money. But if you're not happy or if you know that's not your passion, that is going to be a job. It's going to be, you know, what you look at as a job. But when you're following your passion and to answer your question, that's what I've done. I love teaching. I, I love teaching. Even as an administrator, I was teaching my assistant principals to be principals. Um, some of them went on to be principals. Some of them went on to be district leaders. Um, I have many teachers that I've um, been blessed to to work with, and they are now administrators as well. So I feel like I've just been teaching my whole life. And now even in this role, having the opportunity to teach, you know, teachers and um, induction print level principals, it's just, it's still a blessing. So what's, I guess what's um, motivated me to continue is I still love what I do. Now we'll be honest, this is year 30. So, uh, (laughs) so yes, I am now trying to figure out what is my next. Um, Mm -hmm. I know I'm too young to retire and just be home. I don't want to do that. Um, And I still love what I do. Okay. And yes, and I, I was telling my supervisor the other day who said, Cynthia, we know this is year 30 for you. And I said, it is, but I still love what I do. And because I still love my job, I may stay there, you know, another two, three, five years. But mm-hmm. again, just continue. Just follow your passion. Don't chase a position. Just follow your passion. Now, I'm sure there's going to be some first year teacher or second year teacher who's like, Dr. McCray, that's easy to say. As you mentioned, you got 30 years under your belt. I've only got two and we're about to hit a recession. I love this job. It is my passion. However, what else can I do so that I am compensated in such a way that it doesn't feel like I'm always living just paycheck to paycheck? What advice or what words of wisdom would you give to that second year teacher? Hmm. Um, well, you know, I'll be very transparent. When I started teaching and I went to Glenn County in 1993, um, I think I brought home $1,900. That was my salary. Um, I worked a second job. Mm. I, I loved, so, so you don't have to give up what you love doing just for the salary. Because again, it goes back to you're chasing money, you're chasing positions. You know, we, we know because of, uh, you know, teacher retention is very low now. And so a lot of districts are, you know, up in their salary and so forth. And that's great if you're able to do that. But don't leave the profession if that's what you truly love. Um, But it may require that you pick up a part time job. Um, I worked at Sears for a couple of years in the mall. And even when I moved here in Henry County, I didn't go back to Sears, but I went to JCPenney. And then I got smart because I realized because I love teaching so much, I could tutor after school and I started tutoring. So that's how, you know, I did compensate the, you know, I want this, but I was only making this, but I didn't leave the profession, but that was only temporary. And that's what you have to remember. So each year in your district, you get a pay increase or step. Sometimes it's two to three years. Um, And to be quite honest, in education, the more degrees you have, the more money you make. And honestly, that was part of my motivation for me to get my master's. When I saw the difference of this is what I make as a bet with a bachelor's versus ten, twelve thousand dollars more with a master's doing the same job, 
I pursued my master's and then I picked up my specialist and then I went on to get my doctorate because in education, that is how we make more, even in the same position. So I could remain a teacher and, you know, because I had my doctorate when I was a teacher, I easily made thirty, $40,000 more than someone with a bachelor's doing the same job. So, so what there, I- are way- there are ways, no. you know, yeah. to compensate. And again, you don't have to leave what you love to, you know, for your, for the salary. It, it comes with it. So just, you know, again, do your research, find out what you really love um, and pursue it, you know, pick up your certification, um, make sure your, your bachelor's now be careful because in some States they will only pay you. Um, with your higher degrees, if you're working in that area. So don't go yeah. out and get a master's or a specialist or a doctorate in something that has nothing to do with education, because in some states, they won't pay you for that. So what I'm, what I'm hearing is if you have a passion for this profession, look to see if there are other ways that you can uh, add to it, whether it be tutoring whether it be finding a second job, part-time job. Nowadays, there are a lot of things you can do online. And then adding to that certain certifications um, or other degrees that would up the the steps. What, um, seeing that I want to respect time and ours is coming to an end, thinking about what are the things that are bringing you joy within this profession that keeps you, I think it goes hand in hand with what inspires you, but what's bringing you joy in the work that you're doing? What brings me joy is when I see former students, um, former teachers, and one, they say, oh, my gosh, you look the same. <laughs> Ten points for that. <laughs> I mean, I you in 1996, and you're saying I look the same. Ten points. But hey. to, hear, to hear their success. You know, mm-hmm. and, and especially when they reach out, I've actually been in two former students' wedding as a bridesmaid. Uh, mm-hmm. I've attended over 10, 15 weddings. Um, and it's a joy. It's a joy that, that brings me passion where, you know, I, I'm really excited when they, when I see them. I see them as young adults. Yeah. Um, I actually, I went to have some drinks with my first group. They're 42, 43. And I said, you're not drinking that in front of me. And they were like, do you realize how old we are? <laughs> but that yeah, must so, be such, that's awesome. Yeah. It's, I'm sorry. It's a go blessing. ahead. No, no, no. I'm sorry. It's, it's truly a blessing. And it's not about me because, you know, it's when I had one year of their entire life, yeah. but when they still know who I am and they, oh my gosh, let me tell you this. I ran across a group of students probably three, four years ago, and they started singing a preposition song that I taught them in fourth grade. Hmm. I thought, oh, my gosh, y'all still know this song? And they were like, yep. And that's why we always remember in, out, near, beyond. All of those are prepositions because of the song they learned. And I thought that was so cool. So... (laughs) You know, as an educator, I mean, the impact you make, and I, I'm just not saying this, we make such an impact. And sometimes we don't even realize what an impact we're making. Um, but whether you go in education, and I'm, I'm saying this to, to the audience in general, back to the original topic, these students who 
may not um, desire to go to education or you may not think you may may want to take a gap year and a gap mm-hmm. year is perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, again, that gives you an opportunity to to decide if the, what is it that you really want to do. But in that meantime, what I'll just say is don't be complacent and don't be stagnant. Just don't do anything. You've got to keep moving. You know, if you if you stay in the same place, you will never get to where you desire to go. So you've got to keep moving, even if you only move a little bit each day. Just keep it moving. Don't ever give up. Amen. There it is. Folks, I am so pleased I've had this conversation with Dr. McRae. Um, one of the gems that I feel that can be taken from this is knowing that as an educator, you are truly leaving a mark on a kiddo's life. Absolutely. How far and how long that ripple or mark will remain with them. You may think it's just one year. You may think it's just two for myself being in middle school. I'm like, oh, in four years, they'll graduate. That's it. But to know that for the rest of their lives, they're going to remember you as Mr. or Mrs. And what you left them with, what you gifted them with, know that that has a great, great, great impact on them. Number two, if you are in this um, in this profession, what was that that you said? Don't chase. Follow your passion. There it is. Not a position. Not the position. There it is. So, folks, follow your passion, not a position. If you can remember those things, I think you're going to be in this position, this profession for a very long time. And if not, if that passion ever does ask you to then go in a different direction, then so be it. You're very thankful and grateful for the year or however long that you were in this and to be able to leave a mark on a kiddo's life. So Dr. McCray, thank you so very much for dropping those wonderful gems with us uh, on this episode of the podcast. I am Mr. Pierre. She's Dr. McCray. And this has been another episode of the Chronicles of Mister, And we're out. Thank you, y'all. Thank you very much. Hey there, everyone. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Chronicles of Mister.